Hey, Colin. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Not too bad. I'd like to make another movie in the DC Cinematic Universe. Wait, no. Stop. No, 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 no. God, no. No. Notes. I have them. No. God, no. 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 Welcome to I Have Some Notes. This is the movie podcast where we take movies that are, uh, well, usually we take movies that make a lot of money and fix them that aren't that great. This movie is kind of uh, a little bit uh, of neither. Uh, this is a uh, member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I'm Greg Beaver. Now, just like in this movie, the the characters try to bring a, a heavy hitter, a, a big gun to help them with this with, with their mission. We have brought uh, a big gun. Uh, he's the co-owner of Variant Edition and uh, returning guest on the I Have Some Notes podcast, Brandon Schatz. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good, good. And for the people who don't know, Variant Edition is a... Oh, yeah, we are a comic store located <laughs> here in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, yes. Uh, you should definitely stop on by. Absolutely. The uh, film we are doing today is, uh, this, is a, this is the season three finale of I Have Some Notes. This is the 2017 uh, superhero quote film end quote uh, movie <laughs> Justice League. Oh boy! Uh, this is the so this is the 2017 movie. Uh, this is the fifth movie in the uh, the DC Cinematic Universe or Extended Universe. Uh, is the it is now the director is credited to Zack Snyder, although uh, Joss Whedon didn't uh, come on to uh, kind of help finish it off. It stars every all of your favorites from Batman v Superman. You've got, <laughs> uh, you've got uh, Ben Affleck's there. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman is there. You've got uh, you've got uh, Jason uh, Momoa as Aquaman. You've got uh, Ray Fisher as Cyborg. You've got uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash, and a whole host of others. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's does let's... Uh, does Henry Cavill not merit mention in this? movie? No, it co- but and with a special guest appearance by Henry Cavill. Oh, there we go. As, as Superman. Uh, how about uh, we'll we'll throw this to the trailer and then uh, we'll go for the plot set. after the death of Superman. Violence, acts of war, and terrorism are all on the rise. I had a dream. It was the end of the world. Invasion. I think it's something more. Something darker. We're asking people we don't know to risk their lives. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater enemy. Together, Batman and Wonder Woman work quickly to find and recruit a team of metahumans to stand against this newly awakened threat. But despite the formation of this unprecedented League of Heroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash, it may already be too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions. 
So while you're reading that and I'm following along in my script, I actually thought the line says against this new awkward threat, which I actually, <laughs> which I actually think is actually more of a more, uh, more, more of a uh, of an app description. Uh, this movie uh, cost three hundred million dollars to make. Was one of the most expensive movies ever made. The break-even point is said to be for this movie was was said to be six hundred and fifty million dollars. Holy shit! It made so its final total was six hundred and fifty-seven point nine million dollars, grossing seven billion dollars. And uh, kind of reshuffling the DC Cinematic Universe forever. Before we get into our keeps and cuts, let's uh, get some thoughts around our Justice League super table uh, on the movie. Uh, over to you first, Mr. Scott C. Bourgeois. Hi. Hello. I watched this movie. <laughs> why? Uh, oh, yeah, we told you to. That's which, why. because I was told to. <laughs> and that was pretty much the reason why. Um, it's, oh, boy. Um I did watch Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice against my better judgment. Uh, but partly I was watching it with some friends because they were trying to watch all of the Superman movies and they argued that it was a Superman movie. Technically it is. Mm. We watched it and it was, oh boy, it was a movie. Uh, and then we watched this one and I was like, um, this is supposed to be like a direct sequel of Batman v superman correct dawn of justice correct yes. and uh yet they just like kind of pretend that movie mostly maybe didn't happen yeah. like outside of a few major plot beats batman's character isn't really consistent between the two movies superman's character is not really consistent between the two movies wonder woman's character is not really consistent between the two movies um stuff has apparently happened between the new movies that is not really expounded upon uh, because, for example, like, when did Wonder Woman learn that uh, Superman was Clark Kent and also Kal-El, last son of Krypton? Because she just randomly throws out that information at oh, one yeah, point in this I didn't movie. Think about that, yeah. Like, there's just, it's, it's, it's weird because the movie is inconsistent with the movie it's a direct sequel of. And that actually kind of pulled me out of the movie on several occasions. And I'm not even saying, like, they were wrong to disregard the previous movie. <laughs> but, like, you're making a direct sequel of the movie, you have to be consistent with, like, the characters and with the story and with the lore, and it wasn't, and that was troublesome to me. Well, much like um, um, Batman v Superman, this movie tries to retcon itself in the opening scene. Like, Batman v Superman tries to retcon itself in the opening scene by having uh, a scene where... Uh, Batman is um, trying to save lives because Superman is bringing down Metropolis around them, right? Yeah. And obviously fans complain that why is Superman destroying a city? Good point, fans. <laughs> so the so the filmmakers some punch tried to fix that. Now the complaint in Batman v Superman was like, uh, Superman doesn't do any hero stuff. And when he does hero stuff, he's super bummed out about it for some reason. Reason. And uh, so the filmmakers are like, good point, fans. Uh, here's a scene right at the beginning of the movie of, uh, of Superman being real nice to a couple of kids. See, hero. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've kind of gotten, I've kind of gotten around the, like, the, the plot inconsistencies thanks to Greg Beaver's help. Because in the previous podcast, talking about how the Star Trek movies are not canon to the Star Trek show, I have decided that Justice League is not canon <laughs> to the rest of the of the uh, of the DC Cinematic Universe. So that's kind of that helps me sleep better at night. I, I, I honestly like the, like Batman v Superman was probably the the most miserable experience I've had in a theater. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not joking about that. I really really hated that movie. 
Um, and so for me, like going into this movie, I had already tossed most of the stuff that had happened in the previous film out of my head anyway. Yeah. So it didn't really matter to me too much. Like there was an inconsistency here or there. I was really just judging it based on the movie that it is. Maybe my problem with it is that uh, perhaps tragically, I saw Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice recently. Oh. <laughs> and so it was still kind of fresh in my mind. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. I've only uh, watched it once. I think, Colin, you've watched it twice once with the extended version yes i actually i actually own so i so i have a thing where i actually have to own all the batman movies so batman's oh, no. and, and, so, and all now, versions of them yeah now and and the now as why well, why i will say that batman v superman not a, is a terrible terrible movie the extended version actually makes a little bit more sense so a little a little bit a little bit a little bit it's like it's like okay that explains things a little bit and all the mayhem is still is still there but just they they kind of you know so part part of me when I was watching when I was watching the Justice League I was kind of like is there going to be an extended version that kind of uh, <laughs> explains things a little bit so but anyway uh, Brandon what do you think I think that it was a lot better than Batman Dawn of no wait Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice yeah yes exclamation mark <laughs> yeah happy face uh, but or frowny only, face yeah only because even with sort of the directorial change there seems to be more consistency to the plot it seems to go from point A to point B, whether or not people's motivations inside of it make sense, there's a That's true. there's a solid idea to it. Whereas I felt like uh, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice <laughs> uh, was basically like Zack Snyder going to a puzzle store, buying three puzzles and being like, I'm going to make a mega puzzle <laughs> yeah. by jamming all of the pieces I can together, looking at him and going like, that was good. That was a good <laughs> thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will actually agree with that point. Um, this movie is coherent. It does have a plot that follows from point A to point B to point C to point D to point mm-hmm. B. Um, and my only issue with that was that it felt like they were trying to cram four hours of plot into a two hour into a mm-hmm. movie that was under two hours long. Yeah. Like I hate to I hate to say this. <laughs> I feel like this movie was too short. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no room for the movie to breathe. Yeah. And especially with, uh, with them having so many characters and trying to establish, uh, like half the team, two of them, yeah. Uh, yeah. three of them really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't really have enough time to do that satisfactorily. Mm-hmm. And especially I feel cyborg and Aquaman kind of got the short shrift from that. I feel like we get more flash and that's probably because flash is, the best character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it, it does come at the detriment of not getting enough time with Aquaman or Cyborg to really get them. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember after, say, uh, after we watched it, I remember saying that uh, that was not as long as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> and one of the things that um, takes me out of, the move, uh, out of a movie very quickly is poor pacing. And that always just sets off my, uh, my little m- movie frustration uh, button in my head, you know. I didn't think that this movie was necessarily poorly... There were places where it was poorly paced, um, but mostly I just felt like there was a lot of, like, character mismanagement. And I think that ultimately is sort yeah. of the main issue with it. I mean, it it is, pro- it is probably... It's definitely better than Batman v Superman, and it's probably somewhere on par with like man of steel i would say in terms of its 
if it's quality and, and enjoyment level. Yeah, well, so with regards to that comment about kind of two hours, there's actually a note on the Wikipedia that says that the uh, the Warner Brothers CEO at the time uh, kind of mandated the film be two hours. Uh, and there's a whole host of kind of like backstory stuff about why it got pushed out the way it did. Because uh, one, 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 I, I think Justice League is unique on this podcast because usually when we're, when we're review, reviewing a, a movie on this podcast, we're talking about a movie that that seemed to have at some point got like the thumbs up and everyone, everyone tried their best, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas Justice League, when you watch it, you're kind of like, okay, show me when the finished version is ready, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's everything, the, the look and the feel, you know, it just feels like it's like it was obviously, it was, it was released before that final bake was done. Uh, and you really see that with like the special effects, obviously, you know, oh my God, yeah. cram, crammed into two hours. Um, I like to think of it, I think of it as a, it's not a great. It's it's not a great like DC movie, but it's a great Super Friends movie. So, um, but yeah, definitely it's got some like it's. Uh, I find like that you know, the, the, we talk about the inconsistencies. The the part of the movie that actually I hated the most was actually the scenes where uh, Superman or you know like Clark Kent uh, is back in his farm in in, yeah. in Kansas and he's having the, the conversation with with Lois Lane and it's like, what was death like? He was like itchy, like I felt like like like, like the dialogue there is just super like oh that kind of hurt me the most. But that kind of felt a little Joss Whedon-y there. I wonder if yeah. that was a reshoot. Oh yeah, well yeah, and that was well that's the other thing about about the reshoots is that most of the re- like most of the scenes with Superman in them are like, they're the they're the reshoots because you can tell because his, his yeah his yeah, lip is all kind of jumbled any, up. Any part yeah. where his lip isn't. I all think weird. the only part that I noticed that wasn't that didn't have his his CGI mouth was actually. At the end, where they're moving his mom back into the farm, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm like, oh, look, there's a hundred percent of uh, of Henry Cavill. I actually didn't notice his his uh, his weird skinned lip as no? much as I expected oh, to. Oh my god, it definitely. stared at me. Oh really? Definitely. Yeah, it's it's the star of the show. The opening scene for me was like where I really noticed it the most. Oh yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it have been easier for him to shave the mustache to do the reshoots for Justice League and then have a fake mustache for the Mission Impossible movie? Well, from from what I understand, the, the recent story about the studio uh, said that, that there was a negotiation yeah. right between the two studios. <laughs> about this yeah, yeah. So, so the so the story was was that was that when they so when they when they had to go do these reshoots, uh, the director the directors of the two movies actually made a deal that said, okay, uh, Mission Impossible said you can have Randy Cavill back, he'll shave his mustache, but then and you guys you know, we'll we'll delay production on Mission Impossible. You have Henry. He shaves his mustache. You do whatever you need to do, but then when we when we get him back, we need three million dollars to cover the cost of. We're actually going to CGI his mustache in for the scenes yeah. that, that we need him in. Everyone signs off on it until the studio gets word of it, and there, and, War- and Paramount, who is p- producing uh, Mission Impossible, says, "I'm sorry, we're paying what to who, and we're doing what with our movie? No, this is not happening." <laughs> so then, so and that's kind of what happened, where it was, you know, where they basically had to take. Uh, a mustachioed Henry Cavill and just erases uh, his mustache in CGI, which makes me hope that one day, maybe instead of the, the extended version, we'll just see the mustached version of. Uh, of <laughs> I would love movie. that. Yeah, that would be amazing. I, I feel I feel like Warner Brothers like there there's 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 a couple stories about how um, there's a a rumored Zack Snyder cut of the movie that's out that Warner Brothers doesn't want to release or won't release. And Zack Snyder said, oh, I'm going to release it kind of like cryptically. But I feel like if you're the studio, you're probably just going to, let's just make as much money off this as we can. So bring out the Zack Snyder cut. 
bring out the mustache cut. I'm like, why not the mustache? Cut. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean it depends on how it depends on how much uh, uh, it costs to make these cuts and then put together releases yeah. of them. But like, you know, when it when it comes to Henry Cavill's uh, facial hair, like if they were doing reshoots anyway, like. Wouldn't it, it had been easier? And I actually think one of our listeners had touched on this in their comments when that when we asked for comments. Wouldn't it have been easier just to make up like a reason that like oh Superman's hair grows when he's dead or something like that, and then he just everybody's like, he just, hair grows when yeah. they're dead. Oh, does it? It's dead skin cells. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I thought one of the weird things. What weird thing was is that I thought early on when like when when pictures and stuff were being leaked on this movie, they actually showed Henry Cavill in a full beard and wearing like a black Superman suit. Right. So that's why I was wondering why they didn't just, just run with that anyway and just like, all right, here's a, here's a fake beard to match your mustache and go next. That's probably yeah, about the reshoots. They, they, yeah. they definitely, they took the, they went the wrong way. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, you, I mean, if that's the case, if you're telling me that our, our hair grows after we die, um, then I guess, I don't know. I didn't know that. So maybe audiences wouldn't buy into it. To be fair, easily. Superman also did not decay while he was dead. So... True. I'm I'm True. willing to buy and, that his hair does not grow. That hole in his chest filled in nicely. I sure <laughs> did. I would, I would, oh, well, yeah. that that might have that might have been <laughs> healed by the power that brought him back to life. Oh, there you go. That's probably the extreme. And also the, tore off all of the his extreme clothes. <laughs> random cube power that yeah. brought. Can we talk about that scene for the a little cube? bit? The 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 scene in the which they 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 reboot Superman. So is there was there a, at any point was there was it established that the cubes could bring things back to life. Is that is that what Cyborg's sort of role was? Yeah, Cyborg, uh, as I recall, at one point in the movie, basically says it's conceivable that this could. Like he and Batman hatch upon this idea that they might be able okay, to bring. Okay, so I thought back. I thought that his his life his life was essentially saved by the cube, right? Yes. So that's sort of so. like. So, I think in order to establish that better, they should have shown this this scene in which cyborg uh was uh was rejuvenated by the cubes because then then we as the audience go oh they can use the cube to get superman i think i think they show that scene in in batman v superman Mm -hmm. colon dawn of justice frowny face yeah because it's like it's like a little it's like a little grab from a video that shows the cube kind of like rebuilding his body or something like that but yeah but we know it's like you know but you forget that you know like if you've never seen it you're like okay yeah it was that was like a youtube video yeah in a movie like it doesn't (laughs) like well i'm not gonna remember that that was like the dumbest part of that fucking movie yeah yeah uh should we get into keeps and cuts let's do it Uh, before we get there i actually want to go back to the fake mustache okay okay okay, yeah (laughs) uh because i i did not really notice the lip that the fake lip over the real mustache. Okay. And that was because the rest of the movie looked really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Like the the cityscapes True. all looked composited like very poorly. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the that, cinematography that. was was jarringly weird at times. Everyone looked super saturated. Like nothing looked real the in first, the movie. The first the first scene where Batman's fighting the burglar, uh, it was that really stood out. It was kind of like it looked like an HD like Batman 1960s set. Yeah, like, it, it looked well, terrible. You, you it kind looked of touched bad. on it earlier a little bit, Colin, where you're saying that like this movie looked like it came out half baked, and and when you look at when it, like they did a, they went to great effort to like to sort of like color correct this movie to um, to be much brighter um, and look 
I guess more like a Marvel film. I don't know if that was what more the, heroic, maybe. I, yeah, I yeah. guess. But like, really, what they did is it, it really almost made it look like they they shot something and then they didn't color correct it. Is kind of what it looked like to me. Like everything looked. Uh, like like Superman especially looked oh, yeah. a terrible the suit like the blue in the suit the, was like the shiny it bits was, is like really the, the really shiny really muscles. shiny yeah, yeah it was kind of weird and it was strange that like I it, it almost it was almost like they couldn't get the they couldn't get the red corrected correctly because they like his his body was really bright blue but the the red on his S was still sort of like the muted yeah. red from the original suit and that was either that either they couldn't get the, to work the way they wanted wanted to or um they just decided it looked good like that i don't know why after effects crashed and you're like ah well yeah Yeah. i wonder i wonder if a lot of the movie looked as fake as it did because it probably looked a lot more zack snydery with the with the like muted blue oh yeah and everything (laughs) and then kind of like when um old uh black and white tv shows went to color like they had to change all their sets because the the color cameras picked up on things differently like yeah. old black and white stuff was just had weird colors in the background to pick up certain things yeah yeah maybe this was one of those things where he's like okay it's all gonna look like this and so i shot it like this and then when they turn that when they take that filter off it's just like oh oh yeah oh no yeah yeah the, the guys from the from red letter media had mentioned that like the when you design when you design a suit initially you design it for a certain look and feel right and those those all the costumes in the Zack Schneider movies were designed for a much darker more contrasty look and feel and, and I think when they tried to dial it all up it just the the, the look of them just fell apart mm-hmm. yeah uh you want to do keeps and cuts who wants to who wants to go first with their keeps and or cuts well I would keep the flash yeah, that's about it that, okay <laughs> he's he's kind of like the the character that keeps breathing life back into this movie and and you know we actually did have fun watching this despite the fact that it's that in a lot of ways it's a frustrating movie but when we were watching it there was a you know there's a lot of levity there was moments of laughter you know mm-hmm. they you know there were there were a couple good action sequences um and 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 flash was a part of one of the best ones in which the flash um starts to fight superman and he goes at his super flash speed and uh, meanwhile he thinks that he's gonna you know sort of do an end run around superman and uh, and superman uh, in slow-mo his eyes move and start following uh the flash and the flash is looking i'm like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> and that, that really sequence is really great and and him just in general was it kept providing uh moments of uh of levity for the audience and which is great for dc because typically that stuff is missing um I'm going to I'm going to throw in a cut to mm-hmm. go along with your keep of the flash. Sure. Um they had an interesting uh special effect for when you're kind of seeing the world through Flash's super speed where mm-hmm. he's kind of moving a little slow-mo and everything is more or less stopped around him. Um and it looked cool, but it was diminished by the fact that you still had all the Zack Snyder slow-mo action stuff going on. And I feel that if you're going to make slow motion be Flash's thing, you need to not have it be everybody else's thing. That's true. I, I 100% agree. So that's yeah, they, that's a cut that I'd like to addend to the keep of the Flash. They, keep the Flash, keep his special effect, but then get rid of all the other unnecessary action slow yeah, motion. Yeah, there's got to be a contrast in cinematography and, yeah. And, yeah, when it comes to the two char- can we, the can characters. Can we give the, the Flash actual gloves and not just fingerless gloves? I feel like, I feel like he should have gloves. 
I think he should have a different suit, honestly. Yeah, yeah no, that was a terrible suit. Uh, no one like no one liked this suit. No, it was terrible. I like yeah. the idea behind it. The TV one's better. Well, yeah, like that's a that's a bad thing when you're a movie and the TV show with a way lesser budget. So yeah. like, no, we got this. <laughs> uh, I, I again, I, I liked the concept behind the suit. He's put together a suit made out of like space shuttle materials to cut down on friction and heat mm-hmm. and what that was well, going super fast. It just looked really terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, whoever uh, designed all the costumes and the look of the characters in this movie had a real affinity for polygons, because that was pretty much <laughs> all the Cyborg was. Yeah, Cyborg looked like garbage. Uh, he looked like a Transformer from the Transformer movies, and that is uh, yeah. a, one of the greatest insults I can say to the <laughs> character design, because those characters are terribly designed. Yeah. Um, and I would also cut the Amazon costumes, because they got changed from the Wonder Woman yeah, movie did. to make them sexier. Really? And they look yeah, they terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they look really a, bad. That was a big point of contention. Really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. That set the internet on fire for a couple of days in the comics world. Oh. They don't, they don't even look that good. Mm-mm. Like, it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a step down in they costume like, design. They're like everyone's wearing the same Wonder Woman uniform, basically, is what they, what they kind of changed them to. They, there's a lot more midriff and I a lot more, like, kinda, boob I thought, armor. I, I thought about that. It was kind of like, there's a lot more stomachs on it on... on uh, uh, what's it? The, like Queen Hippolyta the doesn't even look the same. No, like yeah. same actress, but her costume is entirely different oh, and very impractical. The and old stuff was, I, like like you said, it practical. Better. Yeah, and, yeah. and it looked better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what a difference a woman director makes. <laughs> uh, yeah, go figure. Uh, I actually, I would want to if, if we're just going to if we're just throwing random keeps and cuts, just kind of throwing them in the middle mm-hmm. of the table here. Um, I actually thought the chemistry of the cast was actually. Good. Yeah. Like you actually like yeah, it like like the scenes in which they're like they're all talking uh, like in in the Bat Cave or whatever and actually having a bit of an exchange. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of like you know what like these like this, this group is like you can say what you want about them individually like I'm still kind of like Ben Ben Affleck is not my Batman so to speak but it's kind of like they all kind of they all kind of had it like they had a nice little chemistry between them all. Uh, curious side question: Who is your Batman? I haven't decided yet. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Probably Gal Gadot. Fair. Okay. Um, I'm curious if that's some Joss Whedon influence. Yeah. Um, because he is really good at, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of like character banter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really good at, like, uh, scenes of, like, chummy camaraderie amongst characters. And that that stems from, like, Buffy with the Scooby gang and Firefly with the crew of the ship and whatnot. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if that... Uh, if that's Joss Whedon's influence, that those those little moments where you have all of the superheroes hanging and just like having cool little character beats, yeah. And I, I, because I don't feel like I that's kind it, of yeah. a Snyder thing. No, it isn't. No, no. no. Well, <laughs> as as evidenced by Batman v Superman, yeah. Colon <laughs> Dawn of Justice. But I, I definitely agree that those are those are some good beats. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that all of the characters have some motivation but it's uh, it needs it needs to be dialed up yes um and that's definitely something i'll bring up in changes i i would almost i would almost dial down some of the motivations just because like one of my cuts will be to cut um uh atlantis is it wherever is that where aquaman is from yeah i would cut that whole thing um yeah i'd go with that i just because like it's kind of confused by it yeah, because I I feel like if you if you know the as someone who doesn't really know the comics that well, 
Like I didn't really understand most of what was going on in that scene. Like they're they're they um I didn't know who the woman was that uh, seemed to be of some importance. Um it's his future I, wife. I knew <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> that would have been helpful, I guess, if someone had Just told flash me. on the screen, future wife. Yeah. <laughs> and and I didn't know I didn't know why they had a cube. Um, I didn't know why they had Amazon's had a cube either. Well, they explained. Like, they explain, they yeah, explained I guess they explained the that later. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like it's. It felt extraneous to me, and um, and and sort of took away from some possible character development they could have been doing with like uh, like Cyborg or something like that instead. If he was going to play the big role in the movie that he did, uh, I feel like that is a casualty of rushing the team movie out before the individual yeah. movies. If we had had the Aquaman movie first, we could have established uh, Atlantis, and then Atlantis having a cameo in the movie the way Themyscira does makes more sense. The audience is like, oh, we're in Atlantis now and stuff is bad stuff is happening in Atlantis and we're invested yeah. as opposed to why are we underwater and who are these people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah when Especially because Aquaman is introduced as just like some guy who helps dude. fishermen. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, I hang out on the coast of Scandinavia and rescue fishermen <laughs> from the, from the wild Nordic sea yar. <laughs> like that's kind of his shtick until he just shows up in Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like in in science fiction, like it's really easy to lose the audience if you're introducing too many f- fantastical elements faster than like what can be processed. And if you, I mean, if you are going to do that, it typically takes a pretty you know strong uh, director. Um, neither of which these two directors that helm this film are capable of doing. I don't think um, so. Adding something like this, like like uh, Atlantis, when we haven't been inter- introduced to it before, just uh, sort of muddies the water, pun intended, uh, for the rest of the film. Uh, are we? Is, is no one? Is no one cutting Steppenwolf? Am I the only one that's oh, no. Steppenwolf? We're gonna cut him. Okay, good. Okay, I was just making sure. It was almost kind <laughs> we, of like we had we not talked about yet. not talking about Steppen. Yeah, go okay. Oh no, <laughs> and like probably. Probably the dumbest person they could have pulled from all of Jack Kirby's New God stuff. Um, I understand why they're probably holding on uh, Darkseid, who would have been the biggest villain from that uh, set of characters for a later movie. He is essentially DC's Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably saving him for Justice League 3. Um, (laughs) But grabbing Steppenwolf when you have like so many other villains like i would have even gone with granny goodness but i don't don't know (laughs) well yeah because steppenwolf isn't exactly what i would call like an power wise he's powerful but but he's not exactly an a-list dc villain like a lot of people you're digging pretty deep to pull steppenwolf and and he's not even a-list amongst dark sides cronies no he's not exactly no like I, 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 I was pretty. I was a pretty avid comic book collector for a period in my, you know, in years ago. And when it was announced that Steppenwolf was the villainous movie, I said, "Who? Exactly? <laughs> I had no, I, ne- I never heard of him. But I, and I the knew about Dark Side. are more identifiable. Yeah, I knew about Apocalypse is. and all these. That like you could have, you could have thrown out a hundred other characters. But like, oh, okay, yeah. sure, why not? But I, I was listening to um, like uh, reviews like before. I never, I hadn't seen the movie, but I was like, I was like, how bad is this movie? I'm going to listen to all the reviews, and, and people kept uh, talking about Steppenwolf, and I, I actually thought that that was the actor's name, and he was named <laughs> Stephen Wolf. I do like that. <laughs> uh, he also looked terrible. 
Uh, yeah, super terrible. Record. Like he looked like a cartoon character. Uh, and uh, I actually, one of my changes is the villain for this movie. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that in the next half. But uh, I and I have a I have a decent change for the villain. Okay, cool. Superman. But I'm I'm holding. This <laughs> is it Superman? No, Superman's Superman's got to be a hero, man. He was already a villain in Man of Steel. It's time for him to be a hero. <laughs> Well, with that, but uh, we'll we'll take a we'll take a bit of a break, and then when we come back, we'll we'll throw all of our changes into the middle, and we'll make this uh, just the best Justice League you've never seen, or ever probably will, with mustache. Edmonton is full of passionate people dedicated to building a vibrant community. The Well-Endowed Podcast explores the impact that these municipal champions are having on our city. You can find episodes at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Okay, folks, welcome back. Uh, let's, uh, we now, all of us being the cinematic wizards that we are, uh, with our years and years of years of Hollywood production experience, are going to make this a better movie. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to pitch some changes, some of them collaborative, some of them not. Uh, and I think we're all kind of geared up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go over to Greg Beaver first. What's, uh... Well, I, the, the one thing that I would like to do is, is actually switch Batman and uh wonder woman's role um I, w- I would like wonder woman to be their the person who's globetrotting and putting the team together um mainly because i think by doing this we can simplify the story quite a bit okay because instead of having this this that awkward cold open with batman where uh, batman beats up a bug and then the bug um, disintegrates Explodes. into a convenient clue for Batman. Um, hey. Rather than that, we can have a cold open that starts in the mascara, right? And the cold open is essentially Steppenwolf, if that is going to be our villain, although I've, I've heard that he is not going to be our villain. <laughs> there are rumors we may be replacing Steppenwolf. Uh, we, he, the cold open can be him attacking uh, the mascara, and the end of the cold open is um, Wonder Woman's mother lighting the fire in Greece to warn her of, of an attack, right? So, the, like, very very quickly and simply, and then, of course, Wonder Woman knows exactly what that means, and, and, then, she, and then she is uh, off on a globetrotting adventure to try and put together uh, the team. And, and, and by doing this, we can also make Batman a little bit more interesting because Batman is essentially sort of like chiefly responsible for um, Superman's death in a way, right? So now um, Batman can sort of be like uh, in the dumps um, thinking that he, he essentially, uh, through his, his um, um, poor judgment, rid the world of one of its greatest heroes. And he can. We have to have a little bit of a of an arc of Batman, basically, you know, learning that he can he can be a hero and, and learning the lessons of the previous movie, right? Then the other characters, um, I would just sort of like establish more and sort of like a um, they're just they're just guys that we did some research on. We found them kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Like I don't really, yeah. I don't really think them. like I don't think Aquaman or the Flash um, or Cyborg really need too much of a of a backstory like what they did with the flash where they they gave him a quick scene with his father 
where we get an idea of like, okay, this is just a kid and he's just trying to do the right thing and he's trying to help out his, his dad who's wrongfully in prison. Like, like that scene was about probably uh, two minutes, three minutes long and we got all the information we really mm-hmm. needed about the Flash and that. Um, you know, the Aquaman stuff, on the other hand, was was quite bloated we had uh we had several we had several scenes where he was like diving in out of the water and then finally he goes to atlantis and all that stuff and i was like i was already like kind of bored with aquaman by the time by the time we we started to learn anything about him well the flipping around uh batman and wonder woman thing even goes along with their uh their motives going into this like in in the previous two movies that wonder woman was in uh her whole thing is I need to learn to re-become a part of this, uh, yeah, this place, of, and so part of man's world. Yeah, when there's an attack and it it's gonna be bigger, she has this connection to Bruce, who can give her that information because he's been a creeper mm-hmm. trying to find all these people, uh, and then Bruce can actually just because that was the thing that I didn't get either was him just going from, uh, and this is a carryover from the Batman v Superman stuff too. Uh, I never got how he was just like, oh yeah, no, Superman was the best. He was the best of all of us without any kind of journey to that point or like discovery. Um, he can kind of be repairing himself because of how he screwed up and, and what he did while she is completing this mission as essentially an ambassador which is who she is yeah and you know it's it's totally within her character to you know she she's all about doing the right thing and 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 being altruistic and Mm -hmm. i mean you you mean you use that you use that to drive the film i like that change a lot actually Mm -hmm. i think that's more consistent with their characters and uh i wholeheartedly support it yeah. And what, do you think, what do you think the reasons are that they that they wanted to desperately use Batman? As because the he's thrust? Batman. Yeah. And because they just they, yeah. Think he's the bigger moneymaker. Oh, guess. absolutely. Hundred percent. It's the same reason you cram Wolverine into every Marvel movie. You can. It's Batman. He's Batman. So you want to make him the central character. And at a guess, he probably got the most money. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, he's and I think contractually I, obligated to get a certain amount yeah, of screen time. I, I mean, that, like he can get his screen time. Doesn't matter if he's like if he's a. Um, if he's moping around or whatever he doesn't mm-hmm. like it's like as long as you can show batman doing like one or two cool things in the trailer that's really all you need to sell the the, the fanboys on it and then you do whatever it is you need to do in the film to make it work you know like i remember a lot of people complained about um the the new godzilla movie or like godzilla was only in it for eight minutes and it's like well it's not about how many minutes godzilla is in it it's about the story that you build around godzilla yeah, I th- well, I think, and I think one of the reasons, like, uh, yeah, they made Batman the central focus is because I think a lot of the, the, the response from Batman v Superman, da 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 da, colon smiley face, is that people are like, well, it's a terrible Superman movie, but it's a cool Batman movie, and people actually kind of liked, you know, they was, yeah, they actually kind of liked Batflex. So it was sort of like, it was sort of like, okay, well, we're going forward, let's make Batman. He's the, he's the leader going forward a little bit. I suppose that's my guess. I feel like this movie is. Uh, almost tailored for the show because it exists because of notes. <laughs> that is kind absolutely of, yeah. true. Like every every almost every choice in this seems to be a reaction to yeah. notes, which yeah, by absolutely. the way is 
and I say this shooting us directly in the foot, <laughs> is a terrible way to yeah. make a movie, especially a terrible way to make a sequel to a movie. Yeah. Because that's that's why you get to the point where, as I brought up in the first half of the show, you have a movie that's thematically and uh, logically and tonally inconsistent with the with the direct predecessor movie in the series well and here and here's the question here's the question i i I have like you know if 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 we were ever so lucky to get the producers of this of this movie on the on the podcast to discuss i would say why is it that uh paramount goes and pumps out transformer after transformer movie each more terrible and then the last but they're like whatevs it makes a bedillion dollars so we're cool with it Man of Steel made a ton of money. Suicide Squad made a ton of money. Batman v Superman made a ton of money. So why did they? Why didn't they just say, okay, well, yeah, people are crabby and there's a lot people on Twitter don't like us, but it's making a ton of money. And why didn't they just keep going with that as opposed to saying, okay, let's take every everything that people didn't like about the first movies and just flip the coin and do the second one yeah. while while we do this. I think That's- it was because of a little bit of diminishing returns. Think so. Um, because yeah. well, and you you put together Batman and Superman, those numbers needed to be way better. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. But they but Wonder Woman came out with enough time to make some changes yeah. to this movie, and that made more money. Yes, yeah. And so they went, oh, okay, this way. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. No, fair enough. I I feel like the greater um, mistake here was was um, not. Uh, I mean, first of all. You know, they they tried to basically recapture the Dark Knight trilogy magic in Man of Steel. They were going for <laughs> like grim and they, gritty. They, yeah, they were going for like a grim and gritty. Because when you Superman. think dark superhero, you think yeah, Superman, you think Superman. <laughs> the big blue boy scout, yeah. darkest of them all. And 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 you know, if they were entrepreneurs, they would have like said, "We did the Dark trilogy. Now why don't we go for something different?" But they weren't. They were like, "Hey, this the dark stuff made money. We're gonna keep going." So instead of instead of being like the anti Marvel and just going with that and just saying, "Nope, we're we were we've started down this dark path and we are gonna finish this dark path," they kept trying to course correct with every single movie, mm-hmm. and and then it just becomes a thematic mess. Yeah, um, and and that's why their cinematic universe has essentially crumbled apart now. And, and and we were talking during the break how they're not really going to have connected movies anymore, which I think will actually I think they'll actually get some success out of that in yeah. the long run. But you know if if they really wanted this whole cinematic thing to to work, they needed a obviously patience. I mean we all know that. Uh, but B, they need to stick to their guns, and uh, and you know sometimes like fans are fans belly ache all the time, and 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 thank God they do because that's why we have this podcast and, and you're listening to it. <laughs> yeah. But you know we we aren't always just because we have opinions doesn't mean we're right, and 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 just because we have opinions about what we think we want to see, it doesn't actually mean that when we see it, we'll go oh, <laughs> that you know that's exactly what I wanted to see. Sometimes you know sometimes um, what you don't expect is is the thing that really connects with you so i mean they 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 should have just trusted their vision we are veering way off course of just changes but let yeah. me let me <laughs> let me course correct myself and and ask scott how you would change uh uh justice league well you uh as usual have cut the protagonist or in this case flipped the protagonist <laughs> <laughs> i do that a lot yeah <laughs> uh i'm going to go the opposite direction and cut the villain. Uh, we already talked toward the end of the last half about how Steppenwolf was probably the wrong choice for a villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take him out of this movie and replace him with a better villain. 
I'm going to replace him with Brainiac. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yep. Brainiac is a, uh, a powerful, world-threatening, technological villain. He is an A-list DC villain. Most everyone knows who Brainiac is. He's a Superman villain, so you need Superman to fight him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he would have been much better than who? Um, yeah, exactly. And and you can still have your, uh, your mother box MacGuffin. You can still even have that be the reason Brainiac has come, because he knows the power of Apocalypse, and he's like, you have a mother box just sitting there. I'm going to take it, be more powerful, I'm Brainiac. Yeah. And Superman's dead, no one can stop me. Exactly. And then now you've got, there's this apocalyptic technological monster who's come to basically conquer the Earth, take this mother box, probably shrink our cities, I don't know, <laughs> and... Uh, and then you you have the Justice League needing to get together and needing to bring back Superman to fight him, and you're still you're setting up for Darkseid much better than using a forgettable eh because now you've seen what what power Darkseid has at his disposal because you've seen this powerful mother box item, yeah and you've seen a different villain misusing it in fact now you've seen two different villains misusing this alien power because Lex Luthor misused Kryptonian technology. Mm-hmm. Now Brainiac's misusing apocalypse technology. And now you're, you're more thoroughly setting up how dangerous Darkseid is. Darkseid is the end boss. Luther was like Zod was Zod. Yeah. He was pretty terrible. Luther was misusing Zod's technology and that was even more te- terrible. Brainiac seems like he's the end of the world. And then Brainiac is just a taste of what's coming. And but now you've got the team assembled to to take on that that apocalyptic threat. I think Brainiac was the stepping stone to use here, and I think he would have been the better choice for a villain. And seeing Brainiac on screen would have been great because yeah. he's a cool villain. Well, and more to that point too, doing Brainiac takes out a lot of the uh, apocalypse connections. Which to kind of use a wrestling term, you don't have your apocalypse villains job and lesson apocalypse when you want them to show up later yeah and be like oh this is really bad uh because again there'll be more parademons and by that point everyone's gonna be like oh no oh, we've already fought a bunch of those we guys. fought those that's fine yeah oh, more and bugs. so it needs to be a bigger problem and this like scott saying could be a view into that bigger problem and mm-hmm. still set up for their future movies now i've heard of brainiac before but I don't know anything about him. So is he like a giant brain, like in Futurama? No, <laughs> he's a he's an alien cyborg or robot, depending on your interpretation. Uh, he has passed with Kryptonians. In some interpretations, he's in a Kryptonian supercomputer. Um, his his background Sometimes kind of he's varies. from the planet. Uh, I want to say Kulu. Yeah. C-U-L-U. He's his his background's pretty nebulous, which in itself is good because mm-hmm. then you can yeah. tailor it to be whatever you need got for a lot this of movie. There. Um, but but his look is is really good. He's he's a very strong villain with like mind control and robots and like he is an alien. He by himself is an alien invasion yeah. worthy of bringing a team together. Mm-hmm. And he is an A list Superman villain. So. All the more reason for them to want to bring Superman back. Like, how do we punch this guy? We need Superman to punch this guy. Yeah. One yeah. of his things is he's just, he's thinking 10 steps ahead. And so Batman can't do it because he's only thinking like nine steps ahead. Yeah. So you also have Batman and then Superman punching him. So it doesn't matter how far ahead he's thinking. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll, like I'll approve your changes, Scott, based on 
you sound like you know what you're talking about. Well, not, <laughs> just, not just that. You even admitted you've heard the name Brainiac. I have heard. Yeah. Brainiac, again, like, say what you will about DC superheroes having great name value. Their villains, not as much. Yeah. There's not as many. Yeah. Like, oh. Joker, Lex Luthor, people kind of know who they <clears> are. Doomsday. Yeah. yeah. But outside you of... know all the Batman villains. Yeah. 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 Outside From 66 existing. <laughs> and probably yeah. none of them are really worthy of an apocalyptic attack, yeah. if that's the route that no. we have to go. But... Like unlike Marvel villains, where people kind of know who a lot of the Marvel villains mm-hmm. are because they've gotten better—I <laughs> don't know—better promotion, uh, better marketing over the years. Yeah, but uh, certainly when we were growing if, up, like the Infinity War was like yeah. that was a big thing that sort of like transcend the mm-hmm. comics. But even if you even if you don't know who Brainiac is, as a, if you if you're familiar with DC Comics, you probably have heard the name before. And so that, at the very least, is going to intrigue you. Uh, uh, unlike Stephen Wolf, <laughs> <laughs> who Greg literally thought was an actor in Steven, the movie. Scott, Scott Wolf's jo- brother, yeah. yeah. Stephen Jonathan Wolf. Stephen! Uh, who even, like, even Colin, who's a hardcore DC fan, was like, who? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. What? I'm fine with the deep cuts, but <laughs> I'm fine with deep cuts, but maybe not for your like big yeah. team your big up cinematic movie. movie? Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm down with flipping Wonder Woman and Batman's role, but I think we also need to jettison Steppenwolf, have him warp back to Apocalypse, let him be a jobber in the next movie, have Brainiac show up for that mother box, and have everybody crap their pants over it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it, Brandon. All right, um, and I'm actually going to use a bit of Scott's stuff. To, to build my change because as he kind of half joked uh ish uh brainiac also will shrink down cities yeah and keep them uh because he's studying them um this would be a great way to build stakes other than my change being you got get rid of the the weird russian family the poor weird russian family who uh they put in the movie so that when they're later in danger you're just like oh no humanity yeah, yeah so and and they're basically loading up the uh the citizens to save canon i guess yeah yeah exactly and uh doing doing the the tiny cities that he is absconded with automatically gives that those stakes of people we know because uh lois lane's in metropolis like yeah alfred's in gotham yeah um cyborg's dad like everybody is in these major centers he's gonna take the major centers so i like it they're they're fighting for the world yes but also their their people uh which i really like and yeah the other reason why i would change the the poor russian family is just i felt like uh you saw in their introduction they're poor and this house is all they have (laughs) (laughs) and then the house gets taken away and i believe their truck gets wrecked as well i'm not no their truck is fine but they have no place for the truck (laughs) they have they have a garden utopia a but the truck's not gonna shelter them or (laughs) or help out full of full of like alien flowers like who knows if those are edible yeah Yeah, exactly so they're they're basically gonna die like the justice league's gonna leave and they'll be like oh have fun yeah enjoy your new garden with your garden i I miss my house and my dog yeah too bad superman saved those guys' apartment and he didn't save our house right jerk we were saying this during the break but like the 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 thing that rust that really bugged me about the russian family is that we didn't get any sort of like establishment of like who they were or why we should care it was almost like the editor had a stroke and we kept like cutting to this like random russian family uh, i would have for... loved like an old school <laughs> meanwhile in russia <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like like the 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 first scene we see them in um they're just watching um all these little bugs come out of a, a nuclear chimney smokestack yeah from their window um but we never get any sort of establishment of like oh who is this and, and or you know are they nice people are they bad people like if we if you wanted to, to make us care about them just simply have a quick family family moment you know you know have you know maybe they're at the lake having fun you know uh, uh, or something like that and the the dad's quipping with his uh sons and daughters or something something just to, you know just to attach us to the these characters before you know they eventually become imperiled right um that way we care about them a lot more and it um but if we're doing what you want to do which is to basically just like put the the setting in in places where we have established characters that we actually should technically i'm gonna use should in quotes because i don't know if we super care about uh, some of the answerly characters in dc at this point anyway but you know that would be that would also work for me as well just like making sure that like you know someone that we give a crap about is actually in danger Mm -hmm. yeah i have another change okay uh, and it's because we've kind of moved towards the climax of the film. One of my changes has to do with the climax of the film. And that is that um, Superman shows up and wins in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically the Justice League Saves can't do day. the job and they're getting beaten up by the bad guy. And then Superman shows up and the movie is over. Like, he basically chumps Steppenwolf and saves all the civilians and breaks the mother box. It's all Superman all the time from then on, and we win. And it's like, that was kind of boring, actually. Like, it was cool when he showed up. That was a cool moment. But it was also super boring. So I think a good change would be when they bring Superman back. And I think they should bring him back earlier in the movie so that he has time to have more of a character arc. Mm-hmm. Colin is fist bumping. This was one of his changes. This is this is this is going to go really well into my change. So uh, keep going. Have him be less powerful. He does come back wrong, but the way he came back wrong is he is depowered. He is no longer Superman. Mm. Um, and they're like, "Oh crap, that's terrible!" Because we need to fight Brainiac in our new version. And you, you're like. You're just a dude now. And part of the character arc there is Superman still takes a leadership role on this team and is still like, it doesn't matter that I don't have superpowers. He at least knows who the... We still need to fight this guy. Mm -hmm. We are the lion in the sand. And even if I need to die again to save the world, I would gladly do it because that's how I roll. And that's more heroic, yeah. Which is a great way to further establish his heroism and to inspire the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And then at the climax, when Brainiac has the mother box and he's going to shrink Metropolis or whatever with it, you have Cyborg be like, we need, like, the only way to stop this is to break that mother box. And Superman, without hesitation, is like, I'm going to do it. And Cyborg is like, you'll die. Like, the, the unleashing of energy from that thing will destroy you. And Superman doesn't even think twice about it. And he breaks the mother box and power goes crazy. And instead of killing him, he absorbs the energy and he becomes Superman again. And he is rewarded for that selfless act. And then you have that cool moment where Brainiac's like, well, he's dead and I'm still an alien cyborg, so I'm going to still win. And then you have the Superman theme pick up and he flies up behind Brainiac and then the crowd goes, oh, crap. <laughs> and then you then you have your throwdown and it's earned. It's not just Superman shows up and we win. It's Superman sacrificed himself a second time 
and was rewarded by getting his powers back. And now we can really fight this guy. I like that. I, I think that's I think that's a better payoff. I feel like there's a better build up to that. Yeah, I have a I have a tweak to that just because sure because um, um, Superman gets his his power from the sun. Yes. Right. Um, so I was thinking like it would be a, a really cool moment would be um, like you say that he's about to sacrifice himself again, um, uh, maybe in trying to defeat Brainiac who has. Who has the cube? Um, Superman uh, grabs him and then just takes him to space. I guess the cube is—you're saying like the cube is about to explode or whatever. He takes him and Brainiac up to space, right? In my version, he can't fly yet, though. <laughs> he can't fly at all because he's right. been depowered. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my version, he does, and then he flies into <laughs> space. Right? And we get—we get when he gets into when he gets past orbit, like everything explodes. Brainiac explodes. Um, and then we get a, then we get like a shot of like Superman dead in space and then the sun comes around the earth and we get that little lilt of the classic uh, Superman theme and the, and the sun hits him, you know, and he starts getting, he gets recharged by the sun and then he's back alive again. Uh, the only thing I don't like about that is that we've already killed off our villains. So him getting his powers back doesn't. Really, I'm, I'm reimagining a lot of what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, <Fair laughs> uh, and I, I wanted, I wanted him getting his powers back to be part of the turning point of of the fight, not just him showing up because he's Superman, but yeah. him actually, him being rewarded for the second sacrifice and and getting his powers back, and now he can throw down with Brainiac for real, sure. and now we can beat Brainiac. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that works. <laughs> I mean, yours, yours is a, yours is a, yours is has a, a very cool image. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I, I long as they that. don't do the space Jesus thing again. Yeah, because they've, they've done, done a that a lot. Well, that's I, been done. It's, it's yeah. been done in lots of the. We movies, need that. So. It's a Zack Snyder film. How can yeah. how can we not? <laughs> uh, Colin was fist bumping earlier. Yeah. So. so this is why I'm fist bumping is because when I come into this podcast with changes, I just kind of like I think of two changes and I'm like I don't need to figure out how this is going to work is because <laughs> the the table will figure out how it's going to work. And this if is, you say it's a musical, out, it's I'm going to scream. No, it's not a musical. <laughs> so so there's my I have two changes. So but first of all, I like your idea. So we're we're killing, getting rid of the Russian family. Mm-hmm. We're adding Brainiac and we're doing the whole Superman losing his powers, getting his powers thing. Uh, we're having uh, Wonder Woman try to assemble a team. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to play on the idea of, like, right now on the poster, it says you can't save the world alone. And so one of the themes of the movie, which they kind of they kind of play with, but they don't really expand upon, is basically you've got all these heroes together, but they, you know, they're all these lone wolf, lone wolfy characters. They're, oh, I'm, 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 I don't work with that well with others, that sort of thing, right? So we're going to play on that. Uh, so, but before we do that, so the, the, so... So you've got all these characters who are kind of, they come together. So uh, Wonder Woman's kind of bringing them together. Uh, but one of the changes I, make, changes I make, because there's really no, there's no stakes with Steppenwolf, whether it's Steppenwolf or Brainiac, because it's like, okay, well, he's, no one's really ever in danger. Nothing happens. So, uh, so, so some Amazonian mook stuff. So yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, some, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but like, there's no one really, you're really attached to is really in any sort of mortal danger. So what's going to happen. So my change is that you're going to have in that first big battle with, Brainiac is someone's going to die, and this is giving me my new catchphrase on the podcast: is we're gonna kill a Green Lantern. <laughs> so we've already killed. So there's actually a scene in the movie where they actually like a Green Lantern does die. Yes. Yeah. So so one of my changes that one of the hero they they actually work. Uh, so as part of Brainiac coming to Earth, a Green Lantern comes to Earth, and it can be whoever you want. 
Hal, Kyle. Oh, it doesn't even have it to can't be. It can't be John. Be, no. it, can, it can be anybody. It can't be John can't, because you can't kill the black dude. No, no, no. no. But you, you could have it be the original uh, Green Lantern for our sector who Abin Hal Jordan gets the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir. Yeah, yeah. And then you you redo the Green Lantern origin there. Yeah. Abin Sir gets gets murked by Brainiac. Yep. And it kicks off the Green Lantern movie later. Well, yeah. see, see, that's the thing. So yeah, so basically, so you have you have one room saying, "Look, guys, we need to we need to gang up and 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 fight this guy." And they're like, "Okay, fine, let's try this." Green Lantern totally gets murderized, and they're like, "Whoa, we are out. We can't do this. We can't do this by ourselves." Like, so then they. And and, it also and gives you an re- opportunity for like in his in his death, he can sort of explain to the to the group exactly who Brainiac is or whatever. Yeah, or or at least or at least having like the Green Lantern saying, "Hey, I thought you guys were a team. I thought you guys were." And they're like, "Well, no, we're kind of just." We're, winging it. we're a bunch of vigilantes. Actually, yeah. uh, you can and you can use the Brainiac origin where he is a Kryptonian supercomputer in that yep. sense. Because then Abin Sir can be like, that's a Kryptonian supercomputer who yeah. has gone mad and yeah. is stealing cities from planets and has been drawn to Earth. And they can be like, who else do we know who's Kryptonian? Oh, crap, he's dead. Yeah. How do we fix that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so now you've got the league is, is splintered and everyone's sort of like, ah, no, we can't do this together. And then it's like, okay, no, we, we really, gosh, we really need Superman. Uh, where they and then they like okay well well we've got these mother boxes maybe we can bring him back, uh, and basically what my other change is basically that um, instead of going to dig Superman up, the Flash or someone actually kind of discovers oh by the way, Batman's had Superman's corpse this whole time because he feels obviously he feels super guilty about what happened, but the world also blames him. That's like Batman kind of got Superman killed, and so Batman trying to protect now trying to like sort of protect him you know says okay i'm gonna keep him from keep it from some other bad guy digging him up and, and then you when, don't want another lex Luthor digging up another crypto no exactly, no, exactly. yeah but but what, but actually sense. but what but what what, make, what makes this in three work is that batman uh, brings him up and is like oh wait a second superman's holes in his chest is actually filled in like he's like he's like is he actually dead dead or is there something and that's where he, and that's where he sort of convinces the team that hey uh we may be able to use one of these the, the magic space cubes to bring him back because look he's kind of he's not there's no giant gaping doomsday doomsday size hole in his, where his chest was yeah exactly so yeah and it can still play into uh one of the themes of the movie that existed was man batman's such a dick yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah kind of he just so, kept he just kept his body <laughs> you're so yeah, weird yeah so yeah so at, so at, this, <laughs> at this moment where like people are they're like you know you 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 got Green Lantern killed. No, you got that Green Lantern killed. And yeah, the ring flies off, sets yeah. up, bringing Hal for the next movie or whatever it is. That's maybe your post-credit scene is yeah. lands on the Hal theater. Jordan, Hal. you have sufficient willpower and yeah. have been selected by the Green Lantern <laughs> yeah. Corps. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's no musical. Maybe like not. Or John but, Stewart uh, or Kyle Rayner or whoever. Yeah. You don't need to use Hal. Hal is already Ryan Reynolds. So. Yeah, exactly. My other, change, my other change was actually actually you kill off Ryan Reynolds as the Green Lantern. I was going to say, that would have been great. If, yeah. if it was, just yeah. literally. Just, just a little bit of fan service. Just to be <laughs> Ryan, like, Ryan, like Ryan Reynolds, the, here's the weird thing, probably would have been down for yeah. it. He would have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, there we go. Well, I, 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 I like that movie. I'd I like that movie, movie, too, yeah. I would watch that if they all had mustaches, too. I would definitely watch uh, the Mustache League. I would do it. <laughs> we, uh, we got, I think... We gotta get to our uh, our listener comments because uh, we're gonna keep fixing got, this movie all gotta, night. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. because you guys 
uh, really threw down for this one. <laughs> Holy. Look, this is the season three finale. Yeah. yeah. And it's Justice League. We were yeah. going to bring out the big guns. This podcast very well may go a little long, so strap <laughs> in, everyone. I'm sorry. Are you saying uh, that people who are fans of, uh, of comic book characters might have opinions? <laughs> I think I've heard that. It seems strange, Brandon, but yes. As uh, as the owner of a comic shop, this is completely foreign (laughs) to me. Good night, everybody. Um, Yeah, so um, if you want to share your comments, uh, you can uh, just follow along with us. Uh, We are, I have some notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, We always let you know what movie's coming up, and we try to get your responses. Uh, And we got a boatload of responses for this one, so I'm going to get right to them. Uh, Micah McDevitt, 47, says, Number one, Flash's outfit is seemingly draped with those loose, dangly wires. (laughs) For a speedster, this seems insanely dangerous. Why would they they catch on something and bisect him? Uh, I think we all agree that his outfit looked awful yeah mm, it's weird so. yeah i just thought about that because like they kind of like make they kind of establish like the flash is sort of like just a regular human dude but he goes really fast and yet he like slams into things at super lightning speed and i was like wouldn't he like liquefy if that happened yeah it's uh it's the speed force my friend it's part of the speed force they also mentioned it, yeah. they also mentioned how many calories he's got to eat and i was like how often does he he would literally have to eat every second of his life that's <laughs> like well, and that's consistent with the comics too he yeah. needs to keep eating a lot to keep up that super speed my question flash is always where's his goggles i feel like he should be have he should have goggles. yeah if he's covering his glasses? skin yeah he should be covering his eyes yeah and his mouth yeah Oh, uh, so many bugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike continues and says, if Soups was dead for a while, wouldn't his hair keep growing and resulting in a mustache and beard? As we pointed out, he did nope. not. No, it does not. <laughs> As we pointed out, he did not uh, decay. So presumably, yeah. therefore, his body was just lying mm. in state. Uh, Aaron says, uh, cut the part uh, where the dingus poster boy for unhealthy grieving bullies Wonder Woman about taking time to mourn the loss of almost literally everyone she's ever known and loved. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, Aaron was not happy with that at all. (laughs) Friend of the show, Aaron Beaver. (laughs) Um, Adam says... Wife of the show, Aaron (laughs) Executive producer. Um, I don't know if you just do negative criticism, but for me, the opening song was the best part of the movie. It really set the tone and gave me chills right from the start. Yeah, I didn't have any real problems with the soundtrack. No, the soundtrack was great. Yeah, Yeah, you got a little bit of the the old Burton score and uh, I think a tiny bit of the the classic Superman score, right? Just a little bit, yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure they kept the Wonder Woman leap motif in there. They did. Overall, I would say the music was not bad in this movie. All of those music stings were in the credits. Also true. There Mm -hmm. we go. Uh, Nathan's got a couple points. Uh, ooh, this movie had so much potential. I think if they would have had, uh, if uh, if they would have had, we'd need to bring Soups back in the first act. Then Soups, Bats, and Wonder go off to find Aqua, Flash, and Cyborg individually so that each older hero can show the new hero to the team that they're worth worth the kind of thing and then bring everyone together for the second act. Uh, the, catch is, the catch is Superman isn't as strong as before he was before he died, so they all have to step work together to take out the big bad Bad guy can still be Stephen A. A. Wolf, as we're calling him now, but instead of other boxes, he just wants to lay the groundwork for taking over the Earth. Uh, so Darkseid can come in. Uh, and the team, of course, struggles with the fact that The Rock is perfect and uh, <laughs> then uh, then take down Steppenwolf by working as his team, sending him back to his planet. They realize that the bad guys will be back, so they decide to set up the Watchtower, ending with them finding the, the Martian Manhunter. Okay, two things. Uh, I had come up with my... My idea to depower Superman before I saw this comment from <laughs> okay, yeah. Martin. Sure. I wasn't, uh, though, uh, this is definitely a case of we both saw kind of the same problem, I think. Yeah. Which is that Superman shows up and just wins. Yeah. And uh, 
So should we should we give uh, Nathan Martin like a tagline every time he, he comments on it? Should he be like the the fifth member of the show? Yeah, like, and, <laughs> but to be fair, his note is always just "The Rock was great in this movie." <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> um, and the other thing He's is the that man. any reason to bring in Martian Manhunter, I am a okay with yeah, because that is a cool character. And I for a second there thought I was hearing things when I heard The Rock because yeah, no, I, that would make the movie a better too. So The Rock as the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, The Rock as Brainiac. Oh, I'm okay with that too. He can, he can, he can do both. He's, yeah. he's going to be Black Adam. He's going to be Black though, right? Adam. So mm-hmm. Zachary Levi's so, is going to be so. fighting The Rock, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, Tyler says, "I think to fix this movie, you'd also have to fix uh, Batman versus Superman." Uh, however, yeah. there are a few things that could improve the film without touching the previous film. Uh, get rid of Lois Lane. She's a waste of screen time. It annoys me how important her and Superman's relationship is. Yeah, we we didn't really touch on this in the official part of the podcast, but. During the break, we went off about how forgettable <laughs> Amy Adams is as Lois Lane in this entire series. And Lois Lane should not be forgettable. Like, no, not really. She should right? be the best. Yeah. She should be the best. And Don't. and we did kind of agree that the part with her in this movie could have been cut. That would not have ruined the movie at yeah. all. But the one thing that listeners may not know about uh, when we take our break uh, for the podcast is there's typically a lot more yelling. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, the it's break. like 20 Yell- to 30 more chewing. minutes of us continuing to go off about the movie. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Tyler continues, uh, they mentioned how Steppenwolf uh, turns enemies into his parademons. He should have taken Superman's body with to with uh, to turn him into a super parademon, and the Justice League should have stopped him in time to get Superman back uh, to get Supes back. Instead, Superman was just some lame cheat code in this movie. And again, there's yeah. that same problem. Mm-hmm. Superman yeah. shows up and wins. Yeah, uh, Zack Netter has a problem with doing uh, has has a problem with doing things that look cool but are nonsensical when you think of them, like Aquaman littering the whiskey bottle and the lush plant life <laughs> that comes from defeating Steppenwolf. <laughs> when we were watching them. the movie, I literally said when Aquaman like he chugs like a bottle of Jack Daniels and just like hurls it to the ground. I was like, did he just litter that into the ocean? Yeah, I was, I was yeah. wondering. Because that seems very not in it's character. His, it's his home. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he throw his coat into the water too? Or did he yeah. Throw it uh, the ocean's a big place, you guys. It's a lot of... Use uh, more practical effects so Steppenwolf doesn't look like a last-gen uh, console cutscene. Um, <laughs> and and uh, instead of recruiting them, have them each by dealing with Steppenwolf's millions where he eventually draws the heroes all together. That's a good idea. That's interesting. Yeah. They were uh, they were kind of doing that with Cyborg because he was sort of doing his own thing while they were also trying to recruit him, but he didn't trust them. I don't know. It, it wasn't very well executed. No. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Tyler also uh, actually thanked us for us doing the podcast and says, I look forward to seeing you doing uh, Ghostbusters 2016 sometime. Spoilers. <laughs> I may have to convince you to, to do that one, I suppose. I do want to do it. I'd, I'd do the, the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right. It's been, it's been <laughs> check check us again next season. Um, yeah. And uh, finally, uh, our, our friend of the podcast, Bingo Fuel, uh, says the movie had never been made and also says uh, watching Batman going to recruit the other members was bleeping boring, <laughs> as, he, as he likes to say. So, yeah. With the exception of The Flash. Actually, pretty much everything with The Flash was pretty good. Yeah, The Flash yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's about uh, wraps it uh, up. But before we say we say our adioses and our farewells to our just into our space crabs and our super super planes that we've got. Uh, Brandon, thanks for joining us on the podcast once again. Thank you. Uh, is there anything you would? Where can people find you? What would you like to plug? Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at Supitosterson. That's uh, soup as in the food stuff, the letter Y, and those though you have a toaster who is your son. Um, <laughs> you can find the store at variant edmonton on twitter and uh 
at variantedmonton.com. Uh, where we live. <laughs> Perfect. If people are outside uh, the Edmonton area, like if uh, if someone said, "Hey, Brandon, we heard you on the podcast. We want to buy comics from you. Will you like send comics to else will else places for them?" Yeah, absolutely. We do mail order and in city delivery. Perfect. There. Oh, in city delivery. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Very cool. But you should also deliver to, to the giant. Should, crab, you should also though, right? go to in the a, store and say hi to them because they're very yeah. cool. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes. Uh, if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps us out. If you're listening to us uh, and you would like to, uh, so we know you like most podcasts, uh, we highly recommend you check out uh, our fellow Alberta Podcast Network show, Read Podcasting. Join Janet and uh, Lucia as they recast your favorite and not so favorite movies. Much like Tom Hardy here on I Have Some Notes, Tony Danza manages to get himself into every uh, movie that they uh, recast on the repodcasting. I uh, feel like this is a podcast after your own heart, Colin. Yeah. Very early on in the show, we had we, a, uh, we we had tried a recasting to do this. bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I've been kind of checking out this podcast. I'm gonna keep checking it out. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, you can find our show and others from the network uh, on G Radio. You can find it at gradio.ca. You can also find our podcast on the CKUA Radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. Uh, we own po- post podcasts uh, every second week. So tune in two weeks from now for uh, what's actually going to be some bonus content. Uh, as, uh, this is this the season finale, season three. If I have, some we notes. are we are going away for for about a month, but we'll yes. we'll tide you over with you know maybe a couple twenty minutes of uh, bonus content, and uh, and uh, we'll be back. I guess probably October ish. I want to yeah. say I'm not entirely sure when uh, when the dates line up. But cool, that sounds good. I gotta go, you know, like build my troop carrier that doesn't look like a bat for some reason. <laughs> or bat crab. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thank you all for joining us. There's lots of things you can listen to. We're, uh, we're grateful that you, uh, that you uh, chose to uh, spend some time with us. Thank you very much. And keep watching the sky! Yeah.